Knock, knock. Who's there? It's John and Dave. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's John Answer and the Dave. door. Knock, knock. Who is there? It's John Why are they and ringing Dave the doorbell? We've John got a doorbell Dave. for a reason. <laughs> John, you have two choices. Okay. The first is you eat better every day, but it's really difficult. Go on. That's choice one. Two, the second is you eat better every day, but it's really easy. <laughs> Man, that's tough. This is already taking too long. That you is tough. Okay. Sorry. Well, okay. I, I, I prefer the second one where yep. you eat better every day yep. and it's yeah, really that's right. easy. That's the right answer. Uh, in fact, I'd like for it to take the form of delicious ready-to-eat meals. Can oh, I add that to the scenario? Mac, you are going to love Factor. Are you ready for factor. pre-prepared, yes. chef-crafted, yes. and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door? John, let's tell them quickly what's not going to happen. Where are they not delivering? They're not going to leave it on the corner. Nope. Nope. Unless you live right on the corner. Yeah, then they're going to live it. They're not going to find a street child. We have those everywhere in 12 South. And street just give child. it to the street child as they disappear into a back alley somewhere. No, it's not going to happen. And listen, yeah. you said dietitian approved. Yeah. Dave, you know this is about me. I only eat food that's, that's dietitian approved. That's why I said approved. it, John. Not only that, but you'll also have over 35 meals to choose from. You come to me and, and you say every week, Dave, I'll take 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. And it, it is 35, John, meals to choose from. And that's per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, yes. vegan, and yes. veggie, and what we call that the VNV, mm-hmm. and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options. Dave, the only question that I'm left with is what am I waiting mm. for? Okay, I'll answer my own question. Okay. Nothing. Whoa. Right? Okay. I'm Just ready for factors two-minute meals. They're not three minutes. You don't have time for that. Two minutes. So I can fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, again, Dave, straight to your door. Knock, knock, who's there? Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices. Let me tell you what they're not going to do, John. Hot I'm going to be warm-pressed. Not even warm. Oh, no. There was a huge fad in the 70s. Didn't work. <laughs> Smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, <laughs> veggie sides, and more to eat. To eat, to keep you energized. Eat, and they're going to keep you energized, John. During <laughs> frantic times. I'm frantic right now because you're just so, so pumped frantic. Up. I'm so pumped up. Dave, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options. Ooh. You know I love upscale. upscale. You you're Uptown, upscale, girl. I was going to say. You're- yeah. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Gracious. Right? I do 18 for sure. Yeah. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your delivery Anytime. Anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash dadville50 and use code dadville50 to get 50% off. No, that can't be right. No, it is. That's too good of a deal. Yeah. That's code dadville50 at factormeals.com slash dadville50 to get 50% off. That's half if my math is correct. (laughs) It is. Go get it, guys. Dadville. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Tyler Tony from Dude Perfect. Tyler, I want to tell you, both John and I have been muy excited about uh, getting a hang. Because we've never... We've never met you yeah. and I, you know, this is this, I've known John, uh, 
we've never met though. Um, and so we this really is fun. know each other though. Touche. You know what I mean? Touche. Not biblically. I, I want to say that I have tried to make so many behind the back shots of like napkins into into trash cans yeah. over the last 48 hours knowing that we were going to interview you <laughs> successfully or unsuccessfully well i, I just want to leave my story up there you know okay. i like this it. is not I about like us it. this is not about us devil t so yeah. so so one of the things we always do when we start uh the episode is we start with what we call the brag sheet which is like about our guest and kind of their accomplishments and this is this is pretty intense. I'm not going to lie to you. Like we we have some great brag sheets. This is one for the ages, though. Um, so just buckle up and uh, yeah. strap on some humility here. Um, so uh, Tyler uh, is a part of the monstrous and hysterical and um, athletic. Oh, you like that comedy sport troupe, dude? Perfect. This is crazy, and I want to read this really clearly. Okay, 57 million subscribers on YouTube. Average view per video is 48 million. 12 billion that's what the b views total and these stats are from like a year and something ago so i'm sure it's like double that now but this is crazy so you guys have, have worked with or partnered with aaron Rodgers, chris paul paul Rudd. these are just this is like a tenth of the names tim mcgraw russell wilson dale Earnhardt jr odell beckham jr drew Brees, serena williams luke bryan you have the show nickelodeon your touring live show is happening you've partnered with brands like fiat which is my favorite thing to say adidas gillette gatorade pringles pizza hut you have a line of baked beans, which is one of my favorite things ever. Um, books, a documentary. Uh, and one of my favorite sort of stats is that you guys hold 14 Guinness World Records. That may be one of the most amazing things about all of those stats. But so here's what we always ask when we do these stats, when we sort of do the brag sheet. Hearing that, like, what does that do to your brain when you hear those things? Like, knowing that is your life, like, you're part of something that has accumulated that kind of data. Like, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, it makes me feel like we've been doing this forever, which we, I mean, <laughs> now, like it's been 12 years since we started. We've been doing Jeez. it full time for, um, I guess going on like seven years, six yeah. or seven mm -hmm. years now full time, like where we were all totally dedicated to it and didn't have other jobs and we weren't right. selling brands that we had to film on Saturdays because we <laughs> were doing speaking engagements during the week, um, which only got us so far, but, uh, I mean, it, it really is like, dude, I feel like, I feel like every year we finish and I'm like, okay, like, you know what? Like that was it. Like that was, that <laughs> oh. was peak. That was the pinnacle. Uh, there's no way that it can go up from here. Like what a run. And yeah, right. I feel like the last 12 years, like every year, it's just like, holy cow. Like yeah. we find ourselves in that space or doing this or like being able to work with these types of people or whatever it may be. Do y'all feel, is it one of those things where you're gauging at the end of the year, because this would be tricky for me doing what you do. Would it be like, okay, I think we've done what we could do. How in the world do we think of more things? Or is it like, you know, I think people are finally going to be like, <laughs> this is how I feel in my career where they're like, you're good. We're good. No, that was great. It was a great run. And we will <laughs> we'll revisit yeah. all of them. But like, I think we're good. No, you know, is that, it that's very much like, we, especially now I find, that we have more meetings than ever before because after doing it so long, like it is tough, especially when you're a brand that's built on essentially quality over quantity. Like we've yes. never been like the most consistent, um, like frequent posters, I guess yeah. on YouTube or for a live show. Like we do a smaller number of shows than like artists would typically do like mm -hmm. that type of thing. And so for a group that's relied so much on quality over quantity, it does put much more emphasis 
on those certain projects or video releases or whatever it is that you come out with. And a lot of our time now is spent on the not so fun meetings of trying to come up with whatever that next video is, or how do we make this next live show different or uh, whatever it may be. Well, because what you're describing is, I think, how Dave and I feel all the time. I and mean, every time we finish a song, I'm always like, that's the last song I'll ever write. It's yeah. such a cliche thing in the artist world. Yeah. And it's crazy that, you know, I've been writing songs for 20 years now, and I literally think it every single time. Every tour, yeah. I'm like, that's the last tour. But how it's different, though, is I can always get done with a tour and be like, well, you know what, ne maybe next spring I'll do kind of the same thing, but it'll be like a solo thing or I'll travel with a cellist or something like that. Your world is like, the trick with your world is like, it always has to go up. Like yeah. it's gotta be bigger. It's gotta be crazier. There's no like, well, stripped down ballad version of Dude Perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody likes the acoustic <laughs> version of Dude Perfect. I can promise you that. I can't oh, even man. think of what that would be. Like uh, it's just two of y'all. Not or it's good. just like aren't like just, only upper just body cotton balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah just the whole tour is just cotton balls in in trash bucket uh, trick shot. It's it's crazy, and, and some of the questions we want to ask later, especially, it's funny how much I do think there's some analogies. There's that what we do is actually weirdly similar in some ways, but. Yeah. Do you find that with these live shows y'all are thinking about, is there greatest hits? Is there stuff that people actually want to see y'all do live? Or is it you're always going to be doing new things? Um, I think like the live component was something that honestly we didn't even think would be possible for what we do for the longest time because i don't even know how it's possible i have so well, many questions about that like it, originally you know we were the like we were the basketball trick shot guys and then we were like oh well let's really branch out and we'll do football trick shots and then <laughs> we're like okay well let's see what other sports we can do to try and keep it fresh and then we came up with the stereotype series and then the battles and then our overtime series and now we've at least got a little bit more of a following that has kind of latched onto our personality so like if you came to our live yeah. show 80 percent of our live show is basically our overtime so it's there are there is an element of trick shots but it's more so in the form of like us competing and battles because obviously nobody wants to see us just go make an nba three-pointer anymore they want us to go to the back of the stadium and <laughs> yeah, they yeah. think that they think that's what they want but they don't want to sit there for six hours until yes, we make exactly, it. yes exactly um and so i think it, it's a it's just a different version of us uh and we've had a lot of positive feedback from the first two tours. Um, it's something that we went into having absolutely no idea what the response would be, who would show up, what age group. Uh, and I think it's been really cool to go on the road and see uh, essentially families come yeah. um, from all ages, but a lot of young kids, a lot of young boys, surprising number of girls, uh, and come as a family and friend group to our show that is essentially like like a, it's like a, a family version of like whose line is it anyway kind of like oh old, i love yeah. that right. yeah yeah type thing like a little bit of that a little bit of the trick shots a battle throughout um and yeah i mean it's, it's been it's been tough to to always reinvent that and, and like you said like always make that better than the last tour that right they yeah you know here's how i feel like it's it's a it's the same as our world dave i've always said like the the guy who can like shred on the guitar right yeah that is amazing. Or the guy who is just a virtuoso piano player. That's great for a few minutes. It has to be packaged in a song. If it's not, if it doesn't have a song, like the song wins. 
Yeah. And I think watching your guys' videos, I think part of the reason why they're so insanely successful is not just the in, insane, like mind boggling trick things that you guys are doing, but there's personality to it. Dave and I were just talking about this like an hour ago when we were prepping for the interview, like your personalities kind of come through. And I think that's what brings people into the show more than just seeing, you know, there's only so many, you know, so many times your mind can be blown by some kind of trick shot or some yep. kind of like shredding on a guitar over the course of, you know, an hour and a half or so. There's got to yep. be some personality in there. I mean, I could probably listen to John Mayer or Brad Paisley shred a little bit longer than the average person, but absolutely. Right. I mean, I totally agree yeah. with you. Yeah. And too, you know, and, and, and it shows that you guys have already learned the live component because you nailed that. That is one of the first disciplines I think a lot of people learn on the road is you go, oh, like that thing in my head doesn't translate like it in front of a bunch of people. Like there's a song that in my catalog, everybody always wants to hear live, but it's like a four minute song. And I've never played it live because I know I will get two minutes in and people are like, oh, long this is you know and and so it's fun to listen to but as a performer you have to make these really judicious decisions around like i know what you and you said this earlier ty like i know that's what you think you want yeah. but it's not because right. like halfway right. into me shredding halfway into you know you're gonna be like looking at your phone and so putting together that show i can't imagine how tricky that would be for y'all because you're going okay we gotta we can't go for the lowest hanging fruit sometimes and actually have to put together a show yeah especially coming from guys that everything we do is edited down to yes make right. us look the funniest the best the most <laughs> accurate like I'm, i mean it very much is like we are much cooler online like I, like there's a piece of us, like, when we go out live people are going to find out we are just yeah. very average people there's not a whole lot to like there so it was a huge jump for us uh to go out and do the live thing yeah that that i feel like you, you just nailed the plight of any performer there's just this yeah. really sobering moment where you're like they are going to see and yeah. it's going to be like oh oh boy no no it's okay ah. yeah it's still good it's still good live yeah. it's live you know <laughs> we'll listen to the album okay yeah, okay. yeah. you know where does this like with your with your life specifically? Like, how did you get into this? Is there like did you grow up playing sports? Were you always like super competitive? Was was the trick shot thing something that like you know you did a bunch in high school and your friends knew? Oh, this is fun. We'll always do this. And then it sort of turned into something. Or was this something that just kind of came out of nowhere? Um, I mean, growing up, I was I played a lot of sports growing yep. up. I was always involved in whatever season it was. And I went to a very small uh, high school in Texas. Uh, and so I literally went from football to basketball, to baseball, to track golf. I mean, I, if it was, if you could play it and pack them in in the same season, I was doing it. You were doing it. Yeah. And uh, me and my uh, buddies growing up, like we would always just make like goofy videos, like really just for us to enjoy. Cause nobody else would want to watch yeah. them. And so it was kind of this weird, like culmination. We had no intention whatsoever of creating a YouTube channel or a job or a brand or any of that. Yeah. And we were just in college and it was me and Garrett, one of the other guys who mm -hmm. Garrett and I went to high school together in Prosper. We met all the other guys down at A&M. They're all a year older than me. So he introduced me to them when I got down there and we were all living in a house uh, that my dad owned my sophomore year. And we were like, Hey, let's go get a basketball goal, put it in the backyard. We didn't have like concrete or anything. So we would just make up games. We'd play horse. We'd play all kinds of other games that we would just make up. And pretty soon, uh, 
I was talking to Garrett and I was like, Hey, if I'm, let's go get some lunch. If I make this shot from the corner of the yard, though, this long hook shot, you're buying my sandwich. (laughs) And he's like, okay, whatever. It's like half court shot. Sure. Let's just go eat. I go over there. I make it. And he was like, dang, that was, that was actually, that was good. (laughs) I got by your lunch. That was impressive. And so we came back and then he's like, I'm going, you know, further than you, I'm going the other corner, which is even further. And we just, for whatever reason, we brought out a picture camera that had a video mode Mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't, I truly, I don't even know why we started filming them, but, uh, it was kind of that, like, we just captured that moment of like, wow, that was, that was like kind of amazing. Like nobody had ever taken basketball trick shots outside of a gym. Like everybody did it as a kid, like mm-hmm. the yeah. Grammy shots, the no lookers, the and you've right. them before, but nobody had ever put it like in a, a one, you know, piece of art, whatever you want to call it. Well, one video and posted it online and good morning america called a couple days later and they wanted to put it on tv and we were running around the house screaming like girls that (laughs) they were going to put our trick shot video on good morning america like that was that was the start of it that's amazing and this this was when what year was this in 2009 when we were at we were all at texas a&m okay you know what's crazy about that is like you were saying earlier like we never we're thinking about making a YouTube channel or making this a job. Yeah. And you think, well, of course not. That, that, Cause that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Now, right. now it's a thing. All, all your, you know, those kids who are out in the, their backyards, like doing trick shots, they're like, yeah, this is a thing. Cause I'm seeing it. Dude. Perfect is like an empire, you know? Yeah. There was, there were very, in fact, there's, there's probably, you could count on one hand, how many people are left on YouTube that was, that had been on by 2008, 2009, when we right. started, there's right. a couple that I can think of, but other than that, I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it is, it's like a, it's a short term career generally. I mean, it's like the NFL, like the average lifespan is like four years, I think yeah. for an NFL player, which is shocking to think about. Yeah. But I think I saw somewhere that, uh, they were interviewing kids and it was like, Hey, if you could be anything, what do you want to be? And it's not like, it's not a movie star anymore. It's not, you know, a professional athlete like they want to be a they want to be a youtuber they want to be an influencer and that's just so that's such a crazy transition because that wasn't even in our vocabulary like growing up or when we were in college like it's just a complete right. different world and how yeah. do you feel about that i mean how do you feel because me personally for better or for worse i'm just being honest yeah when i when i hear that when i hear kids say that there's a part of me that's like oh no don't try to be an a youtuber you know or influencer but you you obviously like you guys have are creating such amazing material and putting it out there how do you feel about kids uh seeing that as as an aspiration you know what i mean yeah i mean that's tough i mean like when we first started out off like I mean, you kind of said it like it was almost embarrassing to tell people, oh, I'm a YouTuber. And it's like, what? <laughs> like we had to, I mean, all go have that conversation with our father-in-laws at the time. Like, hey, we're going to quit our jobs and just make YouTube videos. And it's so like, can we pause every second? What is that like? What is that like? I can't, because, because again, I'm telling you, Tyler, it's crazy to me how much our careers are sort of synonymous. Like they're sort yeah. of the same because I'm going to go be an artist. I'm going to exactly. go make music. It's yeah, like, right. okay. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, what is that conversation when you sit down and I mean, are they kind of like, what is that? I mean, the, the, so the thing was like, we had been doing it and we, we had had success Yeah, yeah, yeah. before. I mean, you have to remember like we, I mean, that was, we'd been doing this five or six years now. So there were still like milestones of success along the way. But when we went full time, 
we weren't making anywhere close to what we were making with our full-time job, which I right. was in landscape and making $45,000 a year. Right. Right. So, I mean, it, it was, we were not even close to that on the dude perfect side. And I remember we, was that a manual labor by the way? That you yeah, were absolutely. For? Yeah. Laying side. <laughs> I mean, I, like I, I've worked my way up, but I started off laying side in a landscape crew for two years. Yeah. Manual labor. Absolutely. We decided to go full time. I guess it was, um, it was during March madness. It was at the final four. We had an event that we had to go down and for a brand and be there on Saturday. And I got an email from my boss and it was like, Hey, can't have you miss any more weekends. You've got to be here. Uh, like from here on out, like we can't, you can't be doing both this stuff. And so I showed the guys and I was like, we got a decision to make. Like it's either we try this for the rest of the year and see what happens. And then if it doesn't work, we can all go back to our other jobs or, it's done. It's over. And so, mm -hmm. um, we had it figured up where we could each take home like, like $8,000 the rest of the year, if nothing else came in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And somehow we were all like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else could we exactly. <laughs> That's $8,001 bills. That's a thousand dollars a month. Like, oh, this is great. And, uh, <laughs> like the week after we went full time, we signed our Nerf deal, who's been one of our longest partners, like since, since then. Uh, we signed on with Bass Pro, who's been with us for a long time. Like, it was just very, at, like, it was very apparent to us. Yeah, yeah. God was like, hey, yeah. this is the direction that you're supposed to go. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Like, this is, this is the path we're going. Just get on board. And it's not too hard to get on board because I've given you the funnest job in the world. So <laughs> let's, right. let's go do this and actually use it to, you know, not just make your lives comfortable, but right. fit other people as well. Well, you know, and, and, and again, this is where it's, I'm, I'm going to beat this thing to death, but it's, it's kind of like y'all are a band. And at one point you had to sit down and go like, we're kind of all in on this or we're kind of not. And I yep. can't imagine how tricky that would have been because obviously you got all different personalities and marriages and, you know, expectations and wives who may have different feelings. So that had to be a really intense little moment, right? Where well, it was and, like, and because there, there just isn't, I mean, it's one thing yeah. for musicians. There's a, there's a zillion other musicians who have kind of done this, and you can move to someplace like Nashville, where it's like there are lots of people to talk to who've been through whatever you've been through. You guys, who who are you looking at as like the the people who paved the way? I mean, it's kind of like you guys are doing it for the first time. Yeah, I think that's kind of the hard part about this is you can obviously look to other people in the industry, but at the time when we were going full time, there was I mean there was no track record to go off of. It was, you could ask other people like, Oh, I'm going to try this and see if it works. And it seems to be working the last six months. So we'll see what happens. But like Dave, to what you were talking about, I mean, we, there, there was very much a time when Cody Garrett and I were married. The twins were not married. We all had our other full-time jobs. They were still doing kind of part-time dude, perfect part-time, another job. And so we had the percentage talk and the like, well, hey, like if I'm going to spend more time on this, then I need to be compensated for that. And there was yeah. a lot of heated arguments yeah. that I think for a lot of friends trying to go into business together would have been the end of it. Right. And, um, and did you guys ever like in the middle of one of those heated conversations where you're like, look, you want 30 percent. Fine. If you make that shot from the corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that might have saved us a lot of uh, conversation and heartache and pain. But I mean, eventually, I don't know how long later, but we all just ended up like, hey, if we're going to do this, 
we just need we just need to be equal partners and everybody's yeah. got to be the yeah. same everybody's got to be all in together yeah. and that's the only way this is going to work because otherwise yeah. you're always going to be comparing yourself to somebody else or oh, I yeah. did this and he didn't do that and um i mean it, it, we, we just had to go that route and say like hey we're all on this together we're equal partners let's do it let's move forward and see what happens yeah so that's what we did and, and what is that dynamic like? I mean, is it, again, this is where it's like, I think of a band, but I'm like, is it kind of where everybody's got pretty understood sort of like, this is kind of something I, I tend to be good at. And this is sort of what I bring to the table. And, you know, cause like watching y'all's show, obviously everybody has very different personalities, just yep. their humor and, you know, but, but do, do you find that everybody's got pretty well-worn sort of situations of, or, or, you know, where they stand and what they bring and, you know, is, your roles and all that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think, you know, for being um, essentially what seems like very the same people on the surface, five white guys from Texas that probably look very similar to a lot of people. We all have very, <laughs> very different uh, personalities and skill set. Yeah. So like for me, I was just I it just kind of happened to be like I was always the idea guy coming up with the next videos and I did play all the sports in high school. So it lent itself to that. Like Garrett has always been like the responsible one that <laughs> like it just kills him to have anything out of place. He's very OCD and clean. So he was like the guy that kept us organized, ran all the finances. Corey was um, the one who edited all of our videos for like oh, wow. years. Um, we all had our own individual roles. Like Cody did all of our social media, any prop that we used in a video I built for the first five years. Jeez. Uh, wow. We, we didn't, I mean, we brought on like one editor, I think like four or five years in, and that was our very first hire. But before that, I mean, it was very, that's, that's the benefit. Like there's pluses and minuses to having five guys in the group because right. there's, it's very easy to delegate and split up tasks with people that yeah. have different skill sets. But at the same time, you know, you've got, instead of, one guy up there singing songs it's you got five guys so right there's you know it obviously splits it up some more but uh i think going going down this path the last 12 years we've all said like i don't know how those guys go out there and do it alone by themselves mm. like people that are just out there doing it by themselves making videos or artists or being on the road that much and i mean mm. i know you have you know bandmates and, and people like that that come along with you but it's been such a blessing to have four other guys to kind of lean on uh, in different circumstances throughout this journey. John, 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 so sorry to interrupt. I want to talk to the Dadville fans real quick, okay? That's fine. Dave, I wasn't talking. Hey there, Dadville fans. Are you ready to turn your dad space into the ultimate dad haven? <laughs> Look no further than Home, home Threads. threads. Wait, John, I have to do sorry. I want to do the intro. Where style meets dad approved Proof comfort. comfort. Don't do that. Sorry, I'm just same page. It's okay. like we're, okay. okay. Listen, at HomeThreads.com. You can explore furniture designed for the modern dad. From recliners that embrace you like a bear hug. Please don't do that. To sturdy, kid-friendly tables for those epic dad projects. Dave, I'm telling you. I'm just, I'm getting mad. We've got the pieces to make your dad plans a smashing success. That's right. Hey, John. Yeah. I love my new Sloan Alabaster table lamp. I just got from HomeThreads.com. It's designed to highlight the elegance and allure of art deco glamour. 
adorned by brass gold details and topped with an off-white cotton chain. I know. Imagine, you know, how good it's going to look once you stop hugging it and actually or plug once it you in. Or stop trying to steal it. Okay, I'm just saying. I love it too. Jeez. Okay, and it reminds me that when I think Art Deco, I, know. Think I think Dave two words: Barnes. Dave yeah. Barnes. I know. Yeah, and maybe the, the Great Gatsby. Yeah, but, but mostly Dave, Dave Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. And John, my Art Deco table lamp is only the beginning. Okay. Home Threads has every piece of furniture you could possibly imagine. I just don't like that you're licking it. Well, it but you do you really good. And also, you're right, Dave. They have bedding, side tables, rugs, chairs kitchen and dining and so much more it's it's really amazing i know and homethreads.com always has great deals with discounts on pricing and shipping dave if i can interrupt you for a second go to homethreads.com slash dadville i'm doing this line today and get a code for 15 percent off your order order. this is my line you got it john homethreads.com slash dadville to get a code Code. for 15 percent off your order because being a dad, <laughs> it's an adventure. adventure. And your home should be the perfect, perfect base camp. Home Threads. Love, love where, where you live. live. Dave, love I need it. to talk to you. Help. John. Dave. Yes. We were yes. both right. You know, it's hard for me to imagine life without technology. You oh, know? It's, hard, it's hard for me, too. Yeah. I mean, the amount I rely on my phone and my smartwatch is truly alarming. I feel that. I and feel I don't that. mean that in a punny way because no, no, no. I have alarms set on both <laughs> you of them. Do. You do. I mean, do. so much of my life and my work depends on both yeah. of them. Seriously, with how much we rely on our devices, it's easy to forget the hardware we're both born with. Like our ears, <laughs> yes. Dave. I've got two. Yep. I can see one of yours. Yep. Just like fingerprints, no two are exactly alike. Yeah, yeah. And it's no wonder that so many earbuds cause so much discomfort oh. and pain for extended wear. Yeah, no. Thank goodness Ultimate Ears fits. True wireless custom fit earbuds from Ultimate Ears are here to change that. John! Listen, Dave. Ultimate Ears fits really are incredible yep. earphones. They warm up and form fit to your They're ear. little well, magic devices. It's, it's nuts. Their perfect fit never slips, like yep. never slips Ever. at, at all. all. Yep. I use them when I'm exercising, yep. doing chores around the house, or when I'm just sitting at the house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when I'm on the go on the road. You know, not just when you're on the go. I'll see you out there working out, John, and I'll yell at you. I'll go, I can't believe how good these sound. And you'll go, what? And you'll pull them out because they're so molded to your See, this ear. is news to me. I didn't even know you were yelling. I know. I know. That, that's what I mean. I'm yelling other things, too, but yep. mostly that. They sound so amazing. The quality is almost too good to be true. Maybe better than any other earbud I've used before, oh, John. I, I they agree. sound amazing. I agree. Ultimate Ears Fits really are the world's most comfortable earbuds. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that form-fitting technology that is unique to your ear. Yeah. Not only are they comfy, but packed full of power. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ultimate Ears Fits have up to eight hours of continuous playback on just one charge and up to 20 hours with the charging case. That's 20 hours of Dadville, people, yep. in your ear in your without ears. even having to charge it Gosh. once. That's or, or take a break. Yeah. Just power just through. Dadville. Yeah. Use promo code DADVILLE at ue.com slash Fits to get your pair of UE Fits for just $199. That's UE.com slash Fits, promo code DADVILLE. Yeah. And, and what does it look like now? Like when you're making, uh, or, or the live show, you guys are getting ready to go out on tour. I know you're coming to Nashville yeah. uh, here in a couple months. What is that? Like how many people are involved now? It seems, it looks like it's a major production. So we've grown significantly over the last like two years. We've added, yeah. I think we, I think we have like 20, 22 or twenty three employees now. Oh uh, wow! Which, which, what's crazy is that's like actually still kind of small for 
Wow. Like the YouTube space and people that have been doing really? as well. For, like there's guys that have like 60 employees um, that do oh, essentially the same thing we do on, on the same type of scale. And like to us, it's like that, that's insane. Like we, we just, we love the smaller feel of it and want to try and, we want to try right. and keep that feeling as much as possible. Right. But to, to us, 20 employees is a ton like that. It's never yeah. would have dreamed that we would be able to even have the means to pay somebody to work. Right. For that right. right. So, you know, insane. so Dave and I were talking earlier, this is another way in which our worlds we're really trying to make our worlds exactly <laughs> like your world. Exactly the same. Um, but you know, the friends that we've had who artists friends who have become really successful and, and you, you know, you start to build up that touring crew and you start hiring more people and you get, you know, 20, 30 people going out on, on the road and buses, all that kind of stuff. I haven't met a single one who at some point didn't feel sort of the claustrophobia of success even, and and they love it. They don't want to do anything else. So it's not necessarily that they feel trapped in a job that they don't want to do anymore, but they're just, innately comes with with that some pressure do you feel that on any level yeah absolutely i was actually uh i'm a big harry potter fan i don't know if any if y'all mm-hmm. like harry potter at all but yeah. i watched the new year special um that they just had on and like um uh i forget what's the what's the chick's name hermione what's her real name oh um uh, shoot i can't remember i'm a big know. harry connick jr fan is it does that <laughs> okay. help okay <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I'm, I, I'm terrible with names anyways, but she was like, they were talking about how like the third or fourth movie, she was like, I think I'm ready to get out of this. Like, I don't want to be, and from the outside looking in, you're like, what do you mean? Like what this is right. never been more popular. And I thought she said it well, like she was, it was just like, this is going to be the rest of my life. Mm. Like, what I, like if I stay in this, like this, this is it. Like from here on out, that's what people know me as like everywhere I go, that's, you know, that's how they refer to me. And mm-hmm. it was like, I, I kind of, I kind of related to that on mm-hmm. some level. Like it is, it's, it's tough. Cause you never want to feel like you're complaining from this side of it, but there is right. just a lot of it that it is impossible to understand. And I didn't understand it until yeah. we were in it and in that business and in that role and that spotlight. But it's something that's just kind of impossible to explain from, from the position that we're in now. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's kind of natural to feel that way mm-hmm. in your career at any point, if you're in the spotlight long enough to, to feel like, okay, well, like this is, this is me. Like, this is what the world will know me as, you know, pretty much no matter what happens from here on out. And that's kind of a weird place to be knowing that you can't really change that. Yeah. And especially right. being uh, people that, you know, cause John and I, like you can know our music and not know what we look like, but there's no way to know what you guys do without knowing exactly what you look like. Yeah. It's yeah. not something that you guys can sort of be like, well, you know, there is some anonymity. It's like, no, nah, man, if you know you guys at all, you had to watch it and see, yeah. you know, y'all being there. So so these are a bunch of just like, um, like if I was sitting next to you on a plane and I was really geeking out, these are some of those really like annoying, like you're like, oh my God, he's going to ask these questions. But I have to ask them because it, I get giggly about hearing you talk about some of these things. So here's some of the like the, oh my God, would you just tell me this? So who, who of the guests you have on, who... Who was the one you were the most like geeked about? Like, who was the guest that you were like, "Oh my gosh, we landed so and so"? I can't believe. Aside, we landed. aside from this podcast, aside yeah. from Dave and John. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, so we had uh, George Strait came to our meet and greet in San Antonio last year, 
And I, that was like, that like I, I hadn't been that kind of that giddy feeling in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did you like, know he was coming or was he just there? I didn't there? know until the day before. And okay. I took my tailor up there and I was like, <laughs> of dude, course. Like, he was like, do you play this? And I was like, not anymore. <laughs> and so like that, that was the most recent one that I was just like, this is insane. That you know, is um, so cool. I mean, he brought his grandson. It wasn't like, you know, yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. by himself. Right. But him and his family came through our, our uh, pre-show VIP. That was that was crazy. It's honestly like there, every every person that we've worked with is is like I'm trying to kind of say this. Like it's it's not shocking why they're in that position. Uh, yes, yes. Like yes. you meet them and then you're like, of course, you're the most talented, whatever, tennis player, Serena Williams quarterback russell drew yeah Jack, aaron Rock, whoever but yeah. it's like there's so much more to that person than yeah. just their talent because there's plenty sure. of talented people out and i'm sure it's the exact same way with singers and songwriters there are so many people that are gifted singers but to go to that next level there's something there's something extra there they've got to have some other piece typically right and i think like meeting all of these these ap- athletes and celebrities that we've been fortunate enough to film with that's been the cool part is seeing that that extra that people don't get to see. Like they see yeah. the talent, they see the accuracy or whatever it is. Yeah. But um, like my the interview that I did with Serena will always be like one of my favorite. Like I, we just had a blast with her, and she was <laughs> she was so nervous when we when we started off her trick shot video because she was like, oh, my video is not going to be as good as you know, Aaron Rodgers or all these other people. Cause she her the first shot took her what she thought was a long time. I'm like, sweetheart, bro, that's nothing. Like, you're, you're good. Like 15 tries is a, okay. We'll be, we'll be good. Yeah. And, uh, and so she was like kind of bummed out after the first one. And then she kind of got on a roll and we went up top and then she told me she was afraid of heights, which was just hilarious after we got all the way up to the top of the stadium. And she ended up making like this long one. And then, then she just, she was sold after that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She, Gave me the biggest bear hug. I think she nearly choked me out. <laughs> and then we had fun with our interview after. But like that's been the fun part yeah, to see like yeah. the real side of yeah. all of these people yeah, yeah. after the videos. It's got to be crazy. Like I watched y'all's, I'm a huge Arsenal fan. So when I saw that yeah. I went to Man City, I was a little sad. But still, it was EPL, which I was a huge. But it's got to be crazy when you see these people do what they do so well so well because it's one thing yeah. to watch it on on tv or to go to a match and see but when you're that close and you're going all right Aaron, you got to hit this thing and then a ball's gonna, and a balloon's gonna come out and you gotta like and then they do it you gotta be like holy crap yeah <laughs> like amazing. so well, ryan Tannehill, another a&m boy that's that is obviously made mm-hmm. a made a career for himself um we filmed a video with him years ago probably, it's probably eight years ago and for a long time, we said like he was the most accurate person we've ever filmed with. But it was just, like it was inside of a Dick Sporting Goods, and the dude just did not miss like whatever trick shot we set up. And that was one of the first like quarterbacks that I think we'd worked with at the time. And we were like, this is just another level of accuracy yeah. Yeah. that these guys have. So compare that with the personality and all the other incredible traits that a lot of these guys have. <laughs> well, it's got to be kind of humbling. <laughs> I'm starting to giggle, but it's got to be kind of humbling because you know how long it takes oh, y'all yeah. to do something. <laughs> and then you get somebody like that in there and you're like, God, it's probably going to take about an hour and a half. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. pop the balloon pops. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, we're good. With- <laughs> right. Do we have the next shot set up? Do we have something else for him to do? Okay. So what happens when it doesn't work? Like I was laughing with John. We were laughing about this. Like what happens when you have somebody on and it's just not like, 
it's taking too long or you're kind of, do you get to a point where you're kind of looking at the guys like, Oh boy, do we need to like punt or how do we keep this person's morale up? Or like, what do you do? Uh, I don't like, usually we, we have a very like kind of a systematic way of doing with the athletes. Like I always want to start them off with something like that. I know they're going to hit really. That's smart. And then once they're, they feel the excitement and then they're kind of bought in, they'll be like, Oh, well let's make this one a little bit harder. And then we'll take this one further. And, then we always do the interview at the end once they feel like, okay, these yeah, guys yeah, are yeah. total weirdos. Like I semi enjoy hanging out with them. And <laughs> I don't think we've ever had one where it's like, I don't think we're going to get it. I remember Drew Brees's last shot that we did in New Orleans. We went to the top of the dome where they play like as, as high up as we could get. And we had a limited amount of time uh, because they were setting up for, I think, a concert that night. So we only had like, 30 minutes or something in oh, the wow. stadium and he starts throwing it. I mean, he's all over it, but we hadn't got it. I mean, it was, you know, it, it hit the rim, hit backboard, which is pretty, I mean, you get like 10 close ones before they go in usually. And he was getting so frustrated because you can just tell like they get so bought in once they started because they're like, I'm so capable of making this <laughs> yeah. and I want this on video so yeah. I can watch it back and show my kids. And so we ended up getting it, but it's amazing to see the competitive nature come out. Yeah. Yeah, and those guys sure. where it's like, hey, you know, we can scoot up. It's like, no, we're not scooting up. Give me balls. We need balls. Give us a ball, Jack. Get up here. And so I it, love that. It's funny to see that transition of like from the first shot all the way through the end. So when when we, you know, put a record out, 10 songs or whatever, you know, yep. there there are tons of songs and half songs like on the cutting room floor, right? So when you guys put out a, a video of 10 tricks. How many tricks, how many failed tricks, not attempts, but how many tricks just didn't work? You know what I mean? How many ideas just end up not working? Um, Very few. Like usually we're prideful enough that if we decide we're going to try something, it doesn't matter how long it takes or yeah. whatever, how deep a hole we dug ourselves in. <laughs> like we, right. we've committed to it. It's happening. Yes, right. Yes, right. So like this, we're filming a video right now that, I don't know if it will translate on camera how difficult it is, but basically like plastic cups, like solo cups, throwing them inside of each other and getting them to settle like perfect is one that we're filming right now. And we've, we've had at least five of these shots take all day, like somebody doing it all day before they get the shot, like six, seven hours before it goes in, which is like usually, I mean, especially in the like first half, like we would film an entire video in two days like three days max yeah and so that was a totally different like to to spend two weeks on a video now is a long time for us that's unheard of but yeah very few do we start off trying and then not end up following through with right i feel the same way with like i was talking to you about the the behind the back napkin shot in the trash i'm like i'll you know what i'll do this four or five times but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick it so, yeah. I, so I got a question for you guys. So flipping, yeah. flipping the interview. So like our, our most popular videos are not necessarily like the mo- the videos that I'm most proud of, like our water bottle flip video. I'm like, I mean, what, it's got like 400 million views, but it's like our number one, like it's so close. And uh, Dave is yours. God gave me you, I guess. Is that your yeah, technical yeah, yeah. number yeah, one? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. are those y'all's most proud pieces of work or is it like a song that nobody's ever heard on a record that's like hey how come nobody listened to this 
it's always the latter. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's always like, you know, and it's the same with, with my band. Whenever I'm playing, whenever I ask my band, like, what, like what's the set list you guys want to play? They yeah. will they will make the worst set list in the fans' eyes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to you want to get people to leave by like you know before the show's over, like because they want to. We want to play all the songs that yeah, like the people didn't really. It's like that trick that you film and you're like people just don't know how special this trick That's is. It's not it's said, not translating right? on the yeah. camera, but it's special because of like oh, this one part that the bass player is doing. It's so cool and like. Most people aren't even hearing it, but it's right. cool because, you know, that kind oh, of Oh, there's a bass guitar in there? Nice. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. Or it's that song you're like, you know, this this song is my favorite because it has nine key changes. And I, yeah. I love right. and the And the crowd is just like, you know. <laughs> and you're like, no, you don't understand. I have to dislocate my middle finger on my left hand to achieve the chords. <laughs> and then, yeah, we just want to hear nothing fancy. And you're right. like, yeah. Okay, well then you get nothing fancy, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, th I think to John's point there is, but you know what? And I bet it's probably similar with it. one of the things that I do think I'm thankful for with those songs that really connect. And I wonder if there's some again analogous thing with videos is, it is cool when you do find that something you've done has sort of like a uni universal appeal. That's a pretty overwhelming. That was one of the biggest things that happened with me when when God gave me you happened. Not only my version, but with Blake, was it? It was the first time I had seen something that I did had that kind of. Uh, mass appeal and acceptance yeah. and i think yeah. it's a pretty overwhelming feeling and i can't i mean obviously y'all have to feel the same with the success you've had is like to think that something you put sort of your mind to and you did everybody went hey that's great and you're like yeah. thank you so much i didn't know if you'd like that you know there's yeah. a real cool part of that too with the stuff that does resonate where you know you do have those be it trick shots or you know shows you've done that you're really proud of you know, and you're like, man, we're going to next week when that comes out, people are going to freak out and they don't. But you're like, oh, but, you know, yeah, I mean, the songs that you want to do, like John said, are always the ones you're like, I was listening to a lot of Stevie Wonder, but also The Cure and a little bit of Rage Machine. And so I put this song and it's only seven seconds long. But what I achieve in that time, the fans like, <laughs> God damn it, you and like, yeah. OK, just give me yeah. a second, you know, <laughs> so there is there is a little bit of that. Well, what Sweetness in Starlight, one of my personal favorite riffs uh, oh, yeah. of all time in the Dave Barnes career. So well, that's, that's sadly not my song, but I did write um, part of the part of it. Um, oh, yeah. Who, who wrote that one? <laughs> That's Wordsy. That that yeah. is one that I tell people I wrote. <laughs> okay. <There you> go. <laughs> that is what I'm like. Oh, you mean that song that I <clears throat> played on, which is sort of like writing. Yeah, um kind of the same. It is it's, it's the same to me. So okay, so this is one of the things that I'm 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 interested right before we talk about kids, because I'm really fascinated to know like what your career does as a dad. That's gotta be a really interesting thing that we'll talk about in a second. But yeah. what, what are there any things? This is maybe a bizarre question, but by doing this as a career, did it cut off any other aspirations that you had? Like, was it something that because you know you do think about athletes, and and sometimes you know one of the things always so funny having athletes on is like every now and then somebody's like, you know, I'm not even I don't really love football. It's just that I'm huge and strong and good at it. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and they're like, what I really have a passion for is painting or nonprofit or I want to teach. Do you think because this your career does feel so athletic and it's how it works as a job then it's you know it's kind of like it works and you do it but you could be doing a million other things do you ever find that you're kind of like man i still have this itch to go do you know to preach or to play music or to you know i always wanted to open a pt thing where i could help people you know athletes or is there anything like that that you feel it, it, now i think <clears throat> i don't know at least for me personally like i've always been 
such a, like I always have like 15 hobbies going on at the same time. I love being outside outdoors. I love making people laugh. I love, I like the variety of it. And like, I, I mean, I truly believe like there, if I could hand select, I mean, there is not another job in the world Mm, that I would rather do because I think of all the variety and the avenues and the doors that it's open, like the bucket list filming, like to be able to literally just take something like that everybody has that like just your favorite thing in the world. What have you always wanted to do? Mm. And then it's like, okay, well go do it and film it and you can put it out as a video and say that that's your job. Like, and then be able to, to have the platform that we have and like the ability to make an impact with that Mm -hmm. platform. Like to me, it just checks every box and it's uh, truly there. There is nothing, Mm. nothing in the world that I would rather be doing. That's so cool. That's so cool. So you're a dad now. You You have three boys. I do. Right. How three old boys. are they? My oldest Barrett will be five uh, in two weeks, and then uh, I'll have a three and a two-year-old this summer in June. Okay. So it is uh, <laughs> crazy town. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's if cool. If I time to my wife, they they would probably all be punching each other in the game room. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, I I've, I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Um, both girls, but one one thing that it, that has been a part, it just becomes a part of your life if you're a parent. Yep, is my kids are always doing something amazing, and they want me to watch. Yeah, now amazing, I may you know that that is up for debate. But I I think it's amazing, and they definitely think it's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is like as I was thinking of 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 questions to ask you. I'm watching these videos. I'm like, this is all this stuff is insane. And it's incredible. And then I'm imagining, you know, Barrett being like, Daddy, look at this. And he does something and you're like, Yeah, that's lame, man. That's nothing. <laughs> can you can you can you fake the enthusiasm for that kind of stuff? I, I don't I don't think I would have to fake the enthusiasm. I that luckily they're not uh to the age yet where they're uh, doing um, or attempting, I guess, the most impressive things anyways right now. <laughs> uh, I can see that being a potential issue down the road. Uh, right. But fortunately, I have not found myself in that in that situation yet. Yeah, Good. the day's coming. Th- this is this is when John and I were talking about this again. I'm, again, this is the drama I'm going to bang. But it, it really is because I think any non-conventional, any unconventional job, I'm always fascinated talking to dads like, because I think there's always a little bit of inherent um, at guilt is a terrible version, but some some weight that comes with doing something that one you love doing and that sort of is just not the normal thing that you get yep. to sort of make your own hours or you know you're kind of you're doing your dream right. Do, yep. do you is that something that is is um, factored in at all being you know one just married and your life and you know. And then two as a dad, like, is there any, like the unconventional parts of that? Does it ever get tricky with y'all? I mean, I know like John and I have talked a lot about this on the podcast, but like, you know, we have to be careful sometimes. Like I can get really sensitive sometimes because Annie can ask, my wife can just ask a normal question. I'll be like, that has nothing to do with what, you know, listen, it's a hard job. And I know I'm not always gone and I know that, but I work hard and songs are hard and it's hard, (laughs) you know, but I can imagine a little bit of that with videos where it's like, you have a hard, like the day, like you said, it takes y'all eight hours to get a shot. 
yep. everybody's brains are toast because you're trying to focus and make this thing happen to get home. And <laughs> I could see that playing out probably like my days. And those are like, I've been, you know, John or I've been working on a song all day. Your brain is gone. Like you're right. mad. Yeah. You walk in and you know, it's like, I'm, I'm ready for the fight. That's like, Oh, this isn't a real job. Oh, it's not right. a real job. That's you think my job's right like, I'm well, just and and it, it, it's I, for me, I'm always curious with this because for me personally, it's so different than what my dad did, which yeah. was, which was more of the traditional, like I could feel the grind of my dad's job yeah. as a kid. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I don't necessarily have that. And I've, I've kind of had to deal with that, the sort of the guilt of that and just letting myself off the hook for it. Um, just because I, you know, Dave and I don't have jobs where you get up and you feel the grind necessarily every day. So curious how that plays out. Yeah, what what does that look like in what you do and in, in y'all? I mean, last week we were we're trying to do the, this cup trick shot video, and we're trying to do this one where we set a plastic cup on a tee, hit it with a baseball bat, it flips over like ten times, and then lands in this other cup. And we we still haven't got it. Like we we tried it all day, and I went home and I was like, man, my back is, you know, it's really hurting. And my <laughs> wife is like, oh. Oh, your back. Oh, your back's hurting. Okay, well, I've had these three psychopaths. I've changed fourteen poopy diapers. That's exactly it's what like I mean. Zero sympathy. And what, you're like, like babe, you don't understand. The cup yeah. flips ten yeah. times. I, but, you don't I mean, get I it. Feel like on a on a broader scale, even right. there is like that constant struggle of, like the tour thing has probably been the closest. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closest relating thing to what you guys mm. do. It's like. We could probably go on the road and do 80 shows this year mm -hmm. if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. And we could make really good money doing that. And you, there could be an argument made that like, hey, we should capitalize while we can right now. We're not, ever, we're not always going to be able to tour. We right. may not be able to tour in the next five years. And mm -hmm. so but it, it's like that constant struggle. So we took the kids like on the road with us for a week mm -hmm. last year. We did, we did 28 shows last year, which is like, I, I feel like kind of small for the, in the artist world. Mm -hmm. And we brought the, the wives and the kids out for one week on the bus, which is just like goes about as well as you think it would. <laughs> right. And for some reason, we're doing it again this next summer. Like, yeah, let's let's run that back. That was not enjoyable nor helpful to the family dynamic. But let's bring three boys under five on the road on a bus and make everybody frustrated all day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it, it like they're, they're also so young that they I, my dad traveled a bunch growing up, but I do always remember. If I if I had a basketball game on a Tuesday or Thursday or a high school football game Friday night, I would look up in the stands and he would be there. Mm, and yeah. I, I don't remember yeah. him missing any one of my games. And I and yeah. I truly I played every single sport that was offered. And I think like that's kind of like where I've landed with my boys is like I'm not going to miss the big things, like the things that are important yeah. to them. Like I'll be there. I'll be mm. there for those. And I'm going to try and include them as much as they want to be included in what we're doing. Uh, like Barrett, my oldest, is just terrified to go on stage. He does not want to go on stage whatsoever. Colton, my middle, is like he would go out there and do the whole show himself. And, <laughs> like, people would love it. and he's two, but like, I mean, they just have such different personalities. But I keep, Colton didn't even know that it was our show when he came. He like halfway through, he was like, "There's Daddy on the stage." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it's Daddy's show. He's uh, he's up there." Um, but yeah, the the family dynamic of balancing, like, I mean, I I don't know how many times I've gone home to my wife and said, like, "We've got this once in a lifetime opportunity to go mm. 
to Africa and dart rhinos or go play Augusta national or go do a show at this place or go mm -hmm. film this bucket list video. And, um, like it is like at some point, like you've got to be willing to say no, yeah. because there are, there are, we've found like, there's just, there's, there's more once in a lifetime opportunities in front of us right now than, than we can do. So we just, we can't say yes to all of them. And it is very much a case by case basis of like, Hey, what are we going to focus on this year? Mm. Let's make this a priority. We still try not to work Saturdays and Sundays, us or our employees. There's obviously exceptions to that, but like we try to keep a healthy balance for us and people that work for us yeah. to the best of our ability. John. Yeah, why'd you hesitate? John, no, I'm right here. John. No, I see you. Oh, God, sorry. Just uh, because I'm not looking at you doesn't mean I don't see you. Oh, that's true. And that means emotionally, too. Let right. me ask you something. Do you have okay. any questionable eating habits? Or questionable. Either one of those. You can Questionable answer. or questionable? Questionable or questionable. Okay. Yeah. I have a few. Okay. I would say. Let's How do. about you? Well, after the kids go to bed, I get the late night munchies, right? Sure. And I always want to go for a bowl of that chocolate-flavored cereal that turns the milk into, into chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. Yep. And it's like the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. But man, are those things loaded with sugar and carbs. Yeah. I need yeah. to be smarter, John. Maybe yeah. find a cereal with high-quality ingredients that's more balanced. Let me cut you off right there. One, okay. because you're done with your sentence. And two, because I need to tell you about Thrive Market. I just downed a bowl of cereal of Catalina Crunch dark chocolate oh, cereal. Goodness. Let me say it again. Okay. You know what? No, I won't. I'm no. going to keep going. Okay. It's the perfect swap for your Dracula or like bird-themed sugary chocolate yeah, yeah. cereal we that you eat. We all know those. We know those. Yeah. Thrive Market is full of great products like that. And it's also, it lets you filter results based no, on your no. lifestyle what? needs, Dave. What? Yeah. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, you know, low sugar foods or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market it makes it happen. Okay, John, look, that sounds awesome. Yep. It sounds a little expensive. Dave, it sounds expensive. Okay. But as a Thrive Market member, what? I save money no. on every single grocery order. An average of 30% Jeez, each time, Dave. I'll say that again. Okay. You know what? No, I'm going to keep going. Okay, They gosh. also have a deals page that changes daily. In oh. fact, today... I saved over 40%. Don't say save That's almost catch 45%. Don't on say save catch wild save pink, catch wild you pink salmon. That. You know what? I'll say it again. No, I'm not going to say it again. And Sprague, am I pronouncing that correctly? I don't even know. I'm just so excited, John. Organic lentils and vegetable soup. Oh. I saved 40%, Dave. It could be Sprague or Spragua. And that's for the people who know, okay? It says here that when I joined Thrive Market, yep. I'm also helping a family in need with their one-for-one -one membership matching program. That's I right. join, they give, John. You join, they give. You know what? Join in on the savings at Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free, you're not going to believe this, no. but I'm going to say it, what? free $60 gift. No, that's Go to thrivemarket.com slash dadville for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. I'm going to tell them again, John. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dadville. Thrive market.com slash dadville hey dave dave john john whoa sorry gosh Jeez. i got i was so nervous okay just calm down okay listen we're talking about something you're gonna love okay here we right? go and i don't know about you but i hate the rigmarole oh. of finding high quality meat at the grocery store listen, are you with me call me the choir and guess who you're preaching to 
you. Yep, I stopped shopping for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, or wild-caught salmon at the supermarket ages, ages ago, ago, John. I barely even remember those days. Gosh, I was like 13. Prices are astronomical, and the selection is sometimes non-existent. non-existent. I yep. knew you were going to say yep. that. Yep. Thank goodness we don't have to do that hunt anymore. Oh, at gosh. the grocery store, guys, Butcher Box makes it so easy to get the best quality meat delivered right to where? Yeah. Your door. Door. That's right. If taste, ethics, and sustainability are important to you, and guess what? They're important to these two guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you understand why the quality of your meat matters and why you need to try ButcherBox today. No matter the season or celebration, it's always good to have a delicious, high-quality meat at the centerpiece of your meal or gathering. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's their delicious pork loin or delectable prime rib. Mm-hmm. Ask me what kind of prime rib delectable yes butcher box never misses personally i love the roast beef and i can't wait to prepare it for my family using butcher box's own recipe every month butcher box ships a curated selection of high quality meat right to your home and it's packed fresh and shipped frozen mm. for convenience yep. each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat Good depending gracious. on the one you choose that's enough for 24 individual meals Dave or, or 3 dinners for me that's this right. is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again that's right mm. Butcher Box is giving new members free ground beef let's say it together for, for life, life. Ugh. We said that with different inflections, but it's the same message. <laughs> so sign up at butcherbox.com slash dadville and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Log on to butcherbox.com slash dadville to claim this deal. You know, it's it's funny. I think one of John and I were literally talking about this uh, earlier today. There is a weird uh, thing that I think you have to um, navigate that I didn't see coming doing a dream job, like getting to play music, you know, with you, as you were talking about with you guys and and making these videos and touring and all the things you're doing. And and some of that weight is that you're, you're, you're in a partnership in this marriage, you know, there's two of you and one of you is doing the dream job. One of you is getting called to go play, you know, at at the Augusta national and do trick shots with, you know, Chris Paul and and hang out with Paul Rudd, all these things, but the other's not, you yeah. know? And so there's a real weird discipline. And I think, um, sacrifice too, of going like, man, if I'm not careful, this thing gets wonky real fast. Like it yep. gets, it gets top heavy or bottom heavy, whatever, you know? And I can't imagine how tricky that would be with y'all, because especially like you said, some of, some of what is the trickiest is that real sincere feeling of like, I don't know that we'll get offered this again. Yeah. I don't know that so and so will ask me to come to this show yeah. or do this tour or ask me to go write an Aspen for a week or something. And you know, you're kind of like, and so it's it is always a tricky thing to to, and I think you have to have a really amazing partner, you know, a, a wife that can really understand and gives grace to that. But I think to your to your point, you do also have to know, like, man, I can't. It's not fair for me to keep like you can only play the hey, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity so many Truly. times before. You know, somebody's like, look, I, I get that, but like, it's not making my life any easier. Hey, you know? the, yeah. the successful home life, that's the ultimate trick shot, guys. Yeah, that. absolutely. Right there. absolutely. But, but so I can't imagine the season that y'all are in where things are going so well. There must be, like you said, a million of those I, I actually thought about that watching y'all's soccer episode because I was like, I'm not, and this shows how much of a dad I am, but I literally thought, man, that's really cool that they're the, literally the first thought I had was, it's really cool their wives were like, Y'all go to London for a few days and, you know, and it's a great, it's part of the job, it's work. But I was like, that's cool that they have that, that it's not sort of like, are you kidding me? How long you gone? Or what's that? You know, yeah. it, it, that's, a, that's a cool thing to see. 
but I guess yeah. I would imagine really tricky too, you know, like that yeah, conversation. I mean, and Very much so. And we've tried like the tour, bringing them on and like trying to take trips or whether it's a bucket list filming video, like we're, we're going, uh, we've got to go to the Super Bowl here um, in a so couple of weeks and do a, do a video there. So the wives are coming with us uh, nice. for a few days because we're going to be filming on the back end of that over Valentine's, which is just bad timing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we're bringing them along uh, for that as well. So, uh, but it like it is a constant struggle, especially like my wife is she sings at church. She's a performer. Like she enjoys mm. the spotlight to some degree mm. and stuff like that. So her joke is she's gonna write a book, Edge of the Spotlight, where she's like <laughs> always she's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm over here. It's hottest. Like, you should hottest start on the podcast edge. and go interview wives of all these, of, yeah, you know, yeah. guys that are doing all this stuff and things like yeah. that. But, how do you so with your kids like you know something that we we um we talk about too that I'm always just so fascinated with this dynamic like you know coming up in one scenario and you know you've got your family and it's what you were used to and how you came up and then um especially with you guys and this is something we were talking about with some of our country music friends that have been on the podcast but you know you get into this thing that you didn't mean for this to be as successful as it is you're thrilled it is but it's not like you started doing right. these videos because you're like listen if we can hit these goals by this time we're going to hit this number you know you're going i want this to work but it's just really fun and it's awesome i get to do this dream job but like how how do you guys like in, in with you and your wife like having kids now it's it's got to be tricky you've had so much success. You're still having success. You're going to keep having success. Is, is there some sort of whiplash, especially when you think about just income and lifestyle that as things keep going well, that's one of the most fascinating thing to me about having kids is suddenly you realize like, man, I'm creating this normal for them that, that, um, you didn't come up in, you know what I mean? That like, that's one of the things that I love so much about Nashville is, you just see people who came because they just really want to play music. Like literally, I don't know a friend of mine that moved here that was like, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars by three years in 500, but they were like, I just want a gig. I want to have a mic on a stage and I will be happy. And then it works. And then you got to do this retroactive planning almost because it just happens without you meaning to. And so then you have kids and, and it's always really interesting to me to hear people kind of talk through like, man, okay, I don't really think about this. They're growing up very different than I did. They have access to things that I didn't, I want to provide for them. I want them to be able to do things that I couldn't do, but at the same time, I don't want to create these little monsters either, you know, and, and to y'all, I mean, just the, that's something we laugh about, you know, they just have access to these crazy people and places and, you know, they, they can do things that their friends can't do and they met people their friends didn't meet. And so it's, how are you guys navigating that sort of like intentionality around, what that looks like. And I know the kids are young, so you guys, you know, it's, it's maybe something you are still talking about, but what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, we, my wife and I were literally having that conversation last week because it's uh, even like down to the like public school or private school. Mm-hmm. She was a, a private school kid, uh, went to a Christian school here in North Texas and I was a public school kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's just the, I mean, the, the back and forth between it's what you said. It's just two people that were raised in different circumstances that inevitably just default to, Oh, well, this is the yeah, best right, because this right. is how I did it. Right. And I turned out somewhat. Okay. So this is how our <laughs> kids need to do it. And you have two very strong willed people that kind of have those opinions. It's, it's tough. And then especially in the ever changing environment of like, I, I have no idea what next year looks like. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'll be on tour doing, that many shows or 
what the future holds. But I think like, I think the goal for us, at least like from a, because our kids are, I mean, in like in five years, Barrett will be 10 years old, which is like crazy to think about. Like in five years, that'll be, we'll, we'll have been doing this, you know, 16, 17 years now which is just insane. At what point does it just become like y'all are like risking your life? Like yeah. every, every, every trick shot is just <laughs> imminent death. It's life or death. Yeah. I, mean, I don't like, I don't, I don't know. It, it, like our, our five-year plan, I guess, is that we want this to be like more of a brand and I don't necessarily mm. have to be an on-camera personality. Right. And if I want to film a video and be on camera, then that's awesome. We can. But like, I think for the first time in the last like two years, we've really started trying to be like, okay, what is not just next year's video slate look like for us, but what does the next five years look Mm -hmm. like for us? Or if there was a dude, perfect destination that families could come to and have an experience, what would that look like? And could that be a legacy project for us that um, is something that could outlive DP Mm -hmm. to where we don't have to be making videos all the time, but it's a place for families to come together and have a positive experience. Um, that's pound for pound better than Disney world. Hopefully that would be the goal. Um, that's, that's the type of conversations and planning that we're trying to do right now to help alleviate some of that. Like, what is the craziness of this schedule going to do to my three boys and how they're going to grow up or where they're going to grow up or whatever it may be. What, what, what is, what is, speaking of that was something I was going to ask you, what is y'all's schedule like? Like, I, I know it's not a normal week. I'm sure it fluctuates with what you're shooting and not, but yep. is there any kind of normalcy at all to it? <clears throat> not really. I mean, okay. we're, I would say we're gone. We probably travel like two weeks out of the month, ne- not necessarily the whole week, but two day, three day trips. Uh, we probably have two or three of those a month on average. So we're not, I mean, honestly, like we're not gone that much. Like okay. is, I mean, there, there, there could be other jobs where you're certainly gone a lot more often than what we are. But, uh, I think it's all about like making that time that you are at home, like being present at home, because it's so easy for me to, and I'm sure similarities to you guys is like, I have an idea and then it's like, Oh gosh, where's my iPad? I got a, this is a great idea for a video. And then you just go get lost and you're off doing the same thing that you'd be doing here instead of spending time with your family and your kids at home. And it's so hard for me, especially as somebody that's always trying to come up with our next video to just turn that off. Yeah. What what is that process like? Like when, as you're in the mode of thinking of videos, does it just kind of canvas the way that you see the whole world? Uh, yeah. I mean, pretty much like I just look at everything with a lens of like, could there be content made out of this? And it used to just be, like I said, like the trick shot element, which was just very basic and straightforward. But then it was like, now it's, is there a new series that could be spun off of this? Or is there a new direction for a series that we're currently doing or a new idea? And so like, for me, that's, that's always in the thought process of no matter what we're doing or what I'm at. Here's a really soft pitch. Um, I feel like musicians doing tricks. We call it uh, MTS, musician trick shots. And, and this is the domain hadn't been bought yet. John was trying to get it, but somebody already had it. But yeah, that doesn't pain. matter. Is just kind of an untapped. You know, Rector has flirted with it with his frisbee stuff, golf stuff, whatever. But I feel like between John and I, not just with our visages being a big selling point, sure. and us, you know, Absolutely. the work we've had done to keep that. 
If you're like looking that. for a dude imperfect kind of spinoff, yeah. oh. these are the guys. Let us run with that ball. Okay. 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 But not literally a ball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. What? One more thing, and then we'll release you back to trying to get cups to land inside of cups. Um, yeah. Do you have? This was something I meant to ask a minute ago. Have you like? You guys live there in Texas. You guys live in Frisco. Y'all lived in that area. Yeah, Frisco, okay. Prosper. Like, has it? Has it? Um, I mean, can you live a normal life? Has it gotten that crazy? To yeah, where y'all can't? It's 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 like anywhere we go. I mean, it, it truly is. It's mind blowing. Like it's. It used to be like around here. It was insane hometown, and then it started to like we'd go travel airport, different cities and people recognize you. And it's like, wow, this is weird. This is like beyond our, you know, home base. And then, I mean, it, it really, like, it, it's still surprising every time when you go show, we were, we were filming the Alaska bucket list video. I was out somewhere near Kodiak Island on this river. And we saw one group of people the entire day floating down this river. And this girl was in a tent with her family heard our voices while we were fishing floating down this river and came out yelling dude perfect and we were just like wow. our guides that were with us on this raft were, were like what is like who am i with right now right and like that's an extreme example but like yeah. it's still that kind of stuff that's like in the remote wilderness of alaska you have somebody that recognize like, and you like, can't you kind of, which is kind of going back to what we talked about earlier. Like you can't escape it now at this point. Like this mm -hmm. is kind of like, this is who we are. This will, for no matter what we do the rest of our lives, people will be, Oh, those are those guys that used to do those trick shots, you know, 40 <laughs> years ago, right. 40 years ago. They like, launched the dude imperfect brand. Yeah. They launched, so, uh, the, and then it all so went downhill. So, yeah. do, so like, let's say today you get home and your wife's yep. like, man, we need milk and turkey from the grocery yeah. store. I mean, are you doing that run? And if you are, are you just like buckled up for like, this is going to, does it take you longer? You do a lot of, hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'll just go to the grocery store and take pictures as I go. Then just, like, <laughs> it's like, it, I mean, it, it, it I, is. I do that too, but no one recognizes They're me. selfies. They're <laughs> selfies. Yeah. Like you just, I heard a horror story, like even at A&M, I remember uh, you'd hear guys talk about going to meet, whether it was players or somebody that they looked up to and they had a bad experience. Yeah, and it's yeah. like they will remember that yeah. for yeah. the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah. And so even like the the only time where I'll get like maybe visibly, I, I, I don't know that I've ever turned somebody down from a picture, but the only time where I will be maybe more short or visibly frustrated is if I'm like out with Bethany and we're trying to, even just have the date night, which is few and far between anyways, because I do a terrible job of that. And, you know, somebody's shoving their phone in my face of their kid doing a trick shot or puts oh, me on yeah. FaceTime without asking. Like, it's just stuff like that where you're like, yeah, I probably would have handled that differently. And yeah. I don't, I'm sure my response was probably not, you know, as good as if I could go back and change it. But uh, you just try, like, you just always want to give somebody a good experience because yeah. you just never know what they've got going on and it may be an inconvenience and it's absolutely it's frustrating at times when i just cannot find paprika and i'm just need to find it on the <laughs> shelf and i'm like <laughs> taking pictures trying to find the paprika <laughs> i just got it i just want to get back home you just but, you use it you like you say you want a picture find paprika you bring me paprika, paprika you can have a picture and you got the pick maybe I need to and start you find the squash you know let yeah. them work for you man yeah. you know it's funny after this whole interview i i i don't know why i haven't 
realize that, of course, you guys are going to be. I mean, I knew y'all would be spotted. Duh. I mean, I, yeah. I knew that. But I haven't thought about the fact that y'all haven't. Again, it's the first thing we talked about. But y'all being so known for your faces. Yeah. Again, not like John. That, that's one of the funniest things about Nashville is you see that a lot where like people will think they spotted somebody. But, yep. you know, it's an artist. So they're like, I know what he looks like, but I don't see him all the time. Or, yep. you know, I know his voice. But it's funny with you guys because you're so known. I can imagine it's just crazy. Is it like that with all the guys? Like, is that just kind of yeah. the deal? It's just yeah. that's like, a great I mean, thing with the twins. They can be jerks and be like, sure. oh, say it's was, the other no, one. But yeah, it, it's, it's the double edged sword of the person because people meet you and they feel like they know you. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. You have no idea who this person is. Or, yeah. you know, and they, but they feel like, yeah. They're your best friend. Like, what do you yeah. mean? I watched you for 10 years. I know everything That's about right. you. That's right. That's right. It's really weird dynamic that like is so one-sided at the time that it's, it's just strange. It's a weird, yeah. a weird world. We had a, a Shay from Dan and Shay on the other day. And, and, and I was saying one of the things that's been really weird with my kids, cause they're 10, seven and five is that my 10 year old and, and even the other two have started to do that thing where they're like, uh, daddy are you famous and i'm like well i mean sort of you know a little bit and they're like okay and now the most common question and we'll be listening to the radio we're in a big beatles face right now my kids are Are the beatles famous (laughs) no they asked me if i was more famous than the beatles and i was like um not mm, in some circles maybe (laughs) some really small of homeschool kids who didn't know that they're a band yes yeah i am uh but but i mean have you seen that at all with your boy is there any sense of they're starting because you know at some point they're going to start doing that math and i imagine your five-year-old's already probably doing that with going with you someplace and going like man a lot of people want to talk to you or get pictures is that something that y'all have have they brought that up at all have you seen them sort of have to negotiate that i mean it's like you said it's such a weird like way for a kid to grow up with like yeah. all of these people like constantly in it like i guess just like so yeah my neighbor is dak prescott the quarterback oh, for the geez. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. so like sure. barrett knows mr dak and he's yeah. like like that's normal for him and he sees he sees mr dak on tv he sees daddy on tv so i think he kind of just thinks like everybody's dad is always on tv yes Right. Like, it's like, oh yeah, that's just where you see your friends and your neighbors are all, they're all on TV. Like that's where you watch them. Well, you know, the other thing yeah. that's kind of in the mix is that everyone's on a screen. Like there's screens yeah. everywhere. And like yeah. my, my daughters are making little videos, um, you know, of themselves when they're two, three years old. That's just, everyone's got a camera. Like when we yeah. were kids, it was like you maybe knew a guy who whose cousin had a camera. Somebody's mom had a video camcorder, yeah. and that was like yeah. the only place you got one. Yeah. Well, that's 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 radio for us. Like it's it that has been such a funny thing, you know, because I sort of have a foot in the country world here, and I mean it's the cutest thing because songs come on, you know, my kids will go, "Oh, that's Miss Hillary," and I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, that's so fun." Oh, that's Mister. Oh, that's you know, and yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, you guys." It's yeah, you, awesome you don't that you feel this way, but God, this is not normal life. You yeah, know? like you wish they could appreciate it more than they yes. than they can right now, and they can't. Right. That's the yeah. thing. Right. And then the and then the humbling, then the humbling part, which is always questioned too. It's just like, Daddy, are you are you more famous than Lady A? I'm like, no, 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 no. 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 not yet. If maybe the go, Beatles, but not Lady. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. Beatles. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the Beatles. <laughs> so okay, we we always have two last questions that we uh, ask people. 
uh, before we release them back to the wolves. Um, yeah. And I'll ask the first one, what is the one thing that you want your kids to know? Um, I, I would just hope that um, they would see that like through all of the, uh, all of the experiences and all of the success and all of the fame that I guess has come with dude perfect that there uh, was at least an effort on our end to um, to bless other people and to mm. help to help people along the way that this was not um, like I said earlier, this was not given to us just to make our lives more comfortable and more enjoyable. Uh, we firmly believe that that is not the reason that we're in this position right now. Um, we believe that it, it's a platform that God has given us to bring glory to him. And at the end of the day, that is by far and away the most important thing we could do. I think the uh, last year at the tour, for the first time, um, and honestly, it was it was by far my favorite part of the show. Um, but I got up at the end of the show and I basically just said like, hey, uh, the show at this point is officially over. Uh, if you guys have got to get out of here, totally understand. But uh, if you guys have got time to stick around, um, a lot of you in here probably already know this, but our faith is very important to us and mm, what we do wow. is kind of the backbone of of what Dude Perfect does. And if you've got time to stick around and just hear just for five minutes, a quick story about that, I would love to share that with Jeez, you. So that's amazing. I would go off and grab a quick drink of water and come back out. And uh, man, it was really cool. Like we would have 90, 95% of the people stay. Wow. And you're talking about, you know, 15,000 people in a, in a, in a venue. And it was really cool. Like to, to then hear the positive response from that. And so, um, Mm. I'm going to be doing that again at the end of, uh, at the shows this summer. Um, Mm. so that, that was, uh, that was a really, really cool. I love that experience, not only for me, but you know, for all of us to be able to use our Mm. platform like that. So I guess the long version of that would just be our kids would see that no matter what you do in life, no matter what your job is, if you're laying sod at a landscaping company, if you're do perfect and you're selling out venues, um, and shows that you can always make an impact on people. Um, yeah. and that you're created with a purpose to make an impact where you're at, wherever that may be. Yeah. And you can also do that thing where I'm not, again, I'm not inviting us onto it, but if you did enjoy yeah. that after sure. I get done talking, we're going to have one more thing where John and Dave come out and play beautiful disaster and God gave me you. And so if you guys, you don't have to stay, but if you want to, but if you want to, you can, I thought yeah. you were going to say, we're going to bring these two guys out. And if you feel less than from what you just saw for the last 90 minutes, we're going to build you up. We're yeah, going to bring these fellas well. out and we're going to, we're going to have them just try to shoot a free throw. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are going to feel around that, yes. then come on out. Come Anyone on out. struggling I, with anything should stay. Yeah. If you've got any struggles, this will help you with any struggle issue. that's about to happen. And just for fun, Dave, we're making him take his shirt off and that will <laughs> yeah. really seal the deal. There you go. Uh, okay. Last question. What do you want your kids to say at your funeral? Oh gosh. What a morbid question. Um, what do I want them to say at my funeral? Or what uh, trick shot do you want them to do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what water bottle? Into, into the coffin. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's a, I mean, kind of a, a similar answer that like, he took what he was given and he, and he made the most of it. Like it Mm. was, it didn't go to waste. Uh, 
like the platform that that I was given, we we did our best to to make the most of it. I, I guess love that. Yeah. that that would be the hope. I can't say that that's what we're always doing, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we uh, we get to a point where our kids could confidently say that. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful, dude. Thank you. This has so been much. so great, man. Thank you Dear so time. much. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I can't get like Carrie Underwood to come finish the show in Nashville, man, we'll have that absolutely <laughs> Let me, reach out. And, and, and I want to be, I want to be clear. We will do Carrie Underwood songs. So don't okay. feel like that's a shut door. All right. I'll see, I'll in, see what we can do. In her key too. So. Yeah. yeah.